and we are back with King Rose Court and you've got the episode number 20 coming your way um, thanks again last week to um, Lugosi we had a great chat and I really enjoyed that show and I hope you all did too and you have been you know you, my numbers are good thank you very much um, we're small but we're we're good we're happy and as I always say to people I do this because I love the bands. I love talking to the bands and having a chat with them and seeing how they're doing. See if we are kind of similar in any way in our approach to music and stuff like that. So it's awesome. So thanks for that. So today we have a different... Well, no, not really different because they, they, there's a lot of good sounds in their music that I like, I have to say. Um, another, another band who I was meant to kind of uh, podcast with before I took my little break and I apologise to the lads and I, again I apologise to anyone who I was meant to podcast with but we'll, we're getting back on track here folks, we're getting there, we are getting there so today we are talking to Dublin band Strangers with Guns and uh, if you like your grunge on the little bit heavier side, you're going to love these guys so they'll be joining me in King Woe's court and yes we're back in the court tonight and I can't wait for it so talk to y'all in a little while too tired to sleep but I'm okay to drive there's more to think about than just staying alive but of course
So there we go. That was too tired to sleep, but okay to drive from um, my guest t- uh, today, Jeff. Jeff <laughs> from Strangers with Guns. How are you, my man? Good. Yeah, we actually come up with stage names now, so I shouldn't have said that. Okay, what's your stage name? And we'll Aztec Millennium. Aztec Millennium. Okay. And who else is in the band? Tell me who. Tell me who else is. Who are the Strangers with Guns? Uh, well, I do guitars and vocals and. Uh... Uh, Hasho is on drums, and then Hasho. Yeah, Hasho. He's Japanese, is he? Nah. Did you say no. El Hasho? Newbridge, El Hasho. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> then we have just Johnny Outstray on bass. Johnny Outstray. Uh, That's cool, actually. Because he, he just answers everything with Outstray, so you don't know if it's yes now or maybe. He's like, oh, absolutely Outstray. And like, do you know. take on these personas when you're on stage? Yeah, uh, we only came up with them like yesterday. <laughs> oh, yesterday. Yeah. So it's an exclusive here for King. Yeah, Ghost there Club. you go. Yeah. I love it. I was just worrying about my future if I ever do anything dodgy. I was like, I don't want them to find my name, so they have to find Aztec Media now and then. <laughs> well, it'll come up on Wikipedia as your alias or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just like me with King Wo, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And most people call me King Wo, like, you know yeah. what I mean? So, anyway, thanks for coming into the, the court today. Cheers for having us. Well, you, anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who didn't turn up? Hasho, no? Uh, no, um, Johnny Outstreet. Johnny Outstreet. Yeah. Well, I'm telling Johnny Outstreet. Out straight, you fucker. Oh. You could have come over. I'll see you at the Clang Festival thing, mister. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so you've told me who's in the band. Uh, how did you get together? Tell me the story. It took me about five years to put a band together. I uh, I just did a way of country ads like two or three times a year. Yeah. And there was nothing or else. I'd always find them. I think you said it when you were episodes. Uh, thank God for like foreign drummers and all I'm that. I'm telling you, I've yeah. had... I've had, well, I've had, well, I've had a Venezuelan drummer and a Venez- and my bass player is a Venezuelan. Yeah. And yeah. I've had a, I've, I, yeah, I've had a Venezuelan, yeah, and yes. Because the two lads actually now are like the only two. Because I've jammed it a lot of people, and it'll always be someone if they're not really into it or if they're like, oh, I like prog rock, but this is good, then they did never really last. And so eventually, I found a. Uh, El Hasho. I'm gonna to have to try to remember their fucking name. El Hasho, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and Johnny Outstreet. And uh, yeah, because they just finished in the band. Uh, they were about in the band called Kiss My Acid, a punk band. Kiss My Acid. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, that just had literally just broken up when you was looking for a new band. So it was just good luck timing because I've been trying for years and haven't failed jams and all this yeah. kind of stuff like. So yeah, that's how we came together. So would you be kind of like the the brainchild behind it all? Uh, yeah, well, a lot like eight of the songs on the first album were written before I never met them even. So, right. Yeah. And did you do all the instrumentation on the album, or did are they on the album as well? Uh, they're on. Ricky's on all of it. Uh, I used the session drummer from my first recordings because you can kind of just tell a session drummer what you want. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, what they're paid for. Yeah, fella called uh, Kion O'Callaghan, I think is his name. That sounds Kion. familiar, all right. Because he's been on the scene forever, but um. And there's actually the saying and the Lloyds of Ambition and all those songs, they were recorded in 2015 and the other ones were 2019. Right. But he's on both of them. But it's like, uh, he's so much more energetic on the first ones. Really? And then on the second ones, he showed up kind of hungover. Because oh. he emailed me at three o'clock at the night before. He was like, oh, I'm hanging, but I'll be able to do this. And you still paid him? <laughs> oh, yeah, he'd actually reduce his rate because the first one was... I hope so. Yeah, he was 120 the first one. He was only 60 or something the second Jeez, one. I suppose that's not too bad though. Yeah, yeah, that was grand. So, um, you met these lads and how did it go? Tell me what happened. Then. Uh, the instant chemistry with uh, uh, Hasho, because he started messaging me, because I was messaging a couple of drummers and um, straight away I was just like talking to him and stuff and I was like, yeah, this is, this is going to work. Like, you kind of just 
chemistry, like especially in music, you kind of know yeah. it. Like absolutely. And uh, yeah, we start jamming because he's he's got a real he's big into like down and Pantera and stuff like that. And um, where was he when I was looking for him? <laughs> I think quite a right, well, he was in a metal band years ago in Newbridge, but uh, yeah, he said he, he said he was trying to get away from punk because he said he hated that kind of fucking that yeah. drumming, like. And uh, so yeah, he was kind of digging the grooves and all, and then. I had a mate playing bass, but uh, he wasn't into it. Like he's kind of, he just bought a house and all this stuff. And right. right. So uh, he just said he'd ask Ricky, and then I thought, well, this might make you stay in the band if you've a mate in the band. <laughs> and so I asked, yeah, yeah so yeah, get him involved. Do you never know they might uh, gang up on you someday? No, it's been fun so far. We're kind of on the same page for most stuff. Like good. And they're in another band as well. Oh, for God's sakes. Yeah. Oh, the boss the other band. Spaz Attack. Oh, I've heard of Spaz Attack. Yeah, sure. Like. <laughs> I don't forget, like, I don't know if you know, like, you do know, my mate John is in the Cowhanger solution. Yeah, 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 you were saying that, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we played with them. We played with them, yeah. yeah. And that was the same bit, it was Spaz Attack, Cowhanger. Yeah, us, so that's yeah. how I know all those names. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm not a you, I'm not a fan of punk, really, at all. No. And John will even tell you this, because I I, whenever I get to go to see their shows, yeah, yeah. that's all I really stay for, you know, and yeah, that's, because yeah. I actually like Cowhanger solution. Yeah, yeah. What would you call their music? Like? They're punk. Would you call that punk? Yeah, kind of. I don't know, I'm sure um, Chris or John will tell me otherwise, but like they're punk enough. Yeah, I think like the riffs are fun, but the vocal approach and all that is kind of like, uh, yeah, actually some of the songs are quite punk, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> when you think about it. But they're uh, a lot of old farts that are trying to <laughs> trying to wreck, you know, relive their youth somehow. I don't know. We actually had a gig there and dropped there twice. And, uh, we had the song Monkey King. We did it with uh, Mick Poirot at Republic of Loose. But, oh. Um, but when I try and do it, it's like it doesn't have a half the energy or shit. So I asked Chris if he did a chorus on it, and he did, and he fucking nailed it. Look, he's one man for some man, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, he's a real booming. Look at yourself, a real booming voice on him when yeah. he wants to. Look. When it suits him, yeah. When it ta- when he when it takes his mood. <laughs> um, did you ever hear the podcast we did here with the dinner with the yeah, that was one of the first two or a few, wasn't <laughs> Chomping away on food, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was hilarious. So, um. Give us kind of what got you want what got like because I'm gonna focus kind of on you because you're here oh, with yeah, me sure, sure. What like what got you who got you playing interested in music and then into a band and you know was it what did you always want to play music or uh, like I started quite late for example. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. Like when I got a, I got a guitar or a bass before I got a guitar and that was probably I think seventeen for an instrument's probably late. Is it? It would be kind of but like once you once you can play yeah and once yeah. you pick it up. Depending, it's all up to you know yourself. It's up to the person how how quickly they pick up an instrument. Yeah, no, I would have been at the start. I would have been one of those four hour a day sort of people, so that kind of accelerates everything. Yeah, of course. And then when you, you know, like there's a traditional way to learn music, like all right, this note was this. I just went straight into trying to learn Megadeth songs, <laughs> so I kind of bypassed all the chords and all that. Like yeah, fair play. Yeah, but um, I think um, they were actually talking about this on the the metal cell. I thought should I not? Oh, no, no, <laughs> Richie's a good guy. Shout out to Rich. Yeah. But they're talking about the correlation between um, metal and wrestling. That's right. And wrestling would have been absolutely what got me into music. Oh, well, I like, well, believe it. Yeah. But not the WWE. Like, I used to watch all the like ECW years mm. ago and CZW and all that. Oh, God. That's not wrestling. CZW yeah, is yeah, not wrestling. Yeah. That's just 
I don't know even what to call that. It's just like <laughs> fucking gore. That's what that is. Yeah, no, we agree with that because like, we always wanted to be a wrestler, and then I went to wrestling school. I was like, this is terrible. Did you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What one did you go to? I went to the one out on Bray. Seamus was out there when I went there. Like that was. Uh... And so was that fellow the champ now. We don't skip something. Is that his name? Not Finn Balor, no. A Finn Balor, yeah, he was the teacher. Yeah, that that's my mate Ian Kelly in the Dynamo. He is. He was. He went to that school as well. He's mates with them all. He does this. He's a cool podcast. Actually, the Dynamo. Uh, the Dynamo does it. Shout out to Eno. How are you, man? <laughs> Which I also do another podcast with him, the Four Podden. That's is that a new one? Yeah, oh, we've right, had two right, episodes yeah. up already. Yeah, it's about it. it's another number of wrestling. So, oh, really? there you go. So you tried wrestling and you didn't like it. No, it was kind of like you know. I know you said CZW is not wrestling, but I was me used to do backyard wrestling in school where we'd be like throwing each other off stuff. Oh and God, no. beating each other up with like pots and pans. And then I went to wrestling. It's like they get you in an arm band. Be like, right, sell it. So I'd be like, ah, ah. And I'd be like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I'd be like, set me on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, no. It's I suppose it's like it is like a type of dance when you think about it. Yeah. Um, if it's done properly, it's amazing. But if it's not, it, then it looks ridiculous, like you know. And I just remember I was only there like three or four weeks, and they're gonna stick me in for my first match for like fourteen or all. I was nineteen, and it's just like, am we gonna job for this fella? Is he gonna yeah. <laughs> like, tower on me and all this sort of stuff? Depending on the size of him, of course. Yeah, yeah, I was tiny. <laughs> so, that made you transition then to music, did it? Yeah, I got obsessed with music as well. It's because it wrestlers' entrance teams like. There's some really good ones, isn't there? Yeah, especially yeah, like ECW, like Rob Van Damme's coming out to walk and all that. Oh, yeah. And he just like put on his matches to listen to because he'd milk the walk in. And it would always be kind of, that song would be on a loop. They'd just kind of play the main riff and the thing. And then yeah. eventually, like, you'll start looking up who did these songs online and all. So we found like uh, Alison Shane's even and stuff. Oh, yeah. And to the course, didn't um, Motorhead do a version of Enter Salmon on that show yeah. at one point? ECW had a compilation of them with like yeah. Morbid Angel and all this stuff. That's on right, it. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had that one. I think I know. I think it's gone now. But... I really liked so whoever covered walking that wasn't Morbid Angel. I don't know actually. We look it up and we'll we'll kind of find out who it was. I can't remember now. Yeah. I just remember all the bands been on it, but the one that really stuck out for me was Motorhead doing a better version of Enter Sandman than Metallica. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you like any more new kind of newer songs, wrestling songs? Do you know any of them? No, I think um, once I discovered boxing, I was kind of like, fuck wrestling. <laughs> Did you see Because I'm always kind of all in or not interested at all. Did you watch the Fury fight? Yeah. What do you think? Uh, fair play to him. <laughs> I was shocked though, because he did say he was going to do that. And with him, you thought, well, there's a chance you just walk him down. But... Yeah, but they're putting all that weight on for the specific... Yeah. The, the mission he had was was pretty fucking deadly. Like. And there's rematches announced as well. That's... This shouldn't even be happening. That's no. just my opinion. But it's it's a clause in the contract. So yeah. and then the Wilder going on saying that it was his his outfit. Forty pound outfit. Fuck something. off, Deontay Wilder. <laughs> I liked him up until he said that. Yeah, uh, he said a lot of things. He said he wants to kill someone in the ring and all that. Yeah, so he won't. I know. You know. That's why would ruin him. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I think he'll get fucked up next time. Next time. Yeah, maybe well. you stop him quicker. That tends to be how he matches go. Mm-hmm. Who would you be your favorite boxer of all time? <sighs> Probably James Tony. Yeah? Yeah. I know, like, in the latter end of his career, he went a bit. Like, Tyson he was in the Fox, UFC and all that. No, no, no. Don't, 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 don't. I wouldn't be obviously be as uh, <laughs> up on boxing as you. Yeah, it's Big Mayweather fan. I don't know. Were you? Hate him. Yeah, I oh, just swear how good of a boxer he is. Like, it's kind He's of... too defensive of a boxer. Well, I know that's another art of boxing. I do know that. Yeah. But very negative boxer, I found. 
Yeah. And, and then the course, what pissed me off was, uh, we're going off topic yeah, a little bit, but that's alright. It's my podcast. <laughs> like what pissed me off was when they finally got around to Pacquiao on him. Mm. It just wasn't the same. No, that uh, it was a couple of years too late, but I think that's what suited me. What about that? That man is just like drowning in money. Yeah, he really is. Did you see his exhibition fight against some little hundred and twenty pound fella? Some Japanese Asian lad, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a but like, uh, he just basically just started chasing him and trying punches at him because your man was too small, like, yeah. to fight him. So he's just like, I know you can't talk me. So it was real carty. Only actually, but I think he got twelve minutes or something for that. That was like a twelve minute, nine minute fight or something. It's ridiculous. Yeah. He knows, but you see the thing about him is he's a smart businessman. He knows exactly what to do. You know. So, um, were you ever in any other bands apart from this one? or? Yeah, it's kind of like straight out of school. I had, uh, they started this band called Dead Celebrities. I've heard of that. <laughs> I'm nearly sure I've heard of that. Uh, maybe. We were only around for about five months, so we didn't... Uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe I heard of some other, something else, maybe, I don't know. I think that, I think David Navarro was in a band called Dead Celebrities. Maybe that's what I only found that out years after. Nah, sure. But, um... Yeah, our drummer is a good friend of mine actually uh, passed away in that band, so that kind of oh, stopped music for a couple of years. Yeah. Ah, that's 10 years ago now, but it's... Yeah. Still, yeah. it's never easy. There's no. no friend like that, you know? No, I didn't play guitar for a few years after that, actually. Yeah. One of those things. And what got you going, wanting to go back into it? Um, I actually I was playing a, just an acoustic guitar. There's like a few of them songs on the album were recorded on acoustic guitar. Hmm. And so when I wrote them, I was kind of like, you know when you write something you just want to put it out into the world and stuff yeah. and then I went and I bought an electric guitar again and then just started recording and I, I couldn't find a drummer and generally meeting up with someone when you've no stuff online and they've no stuff online and all that's very yeah. mixy mashy so I just got a session musician in and we started recording and then I started looking fair play yeah, yeah well that's I mean the fact you just, you just went and did it yeah fair yeah because I knew if I was right and then like I like I can't my voice is awful but I was listening to enough people like I listened to David Varro, I was like, if I can do vocals, and then Jerry Cantrell was going to, in an interview, he said, just fucking do it, like, you get something decent though. Yeah. And I said, fuck it, I'll just do vocals. Even Mustang was like that, like. Well, Mustang so. has a very, very horrible voice. <laughs> I can't stand this. I love the music. I love yeah. the music. But the one thing that stops me from actually saying I like Megadeth is his voice. You know? I love so. them, man. Oh, God, man. <laughs> well, I'm delighted he's, he's fucking yeah, well again. Yeah, now, yeah. Which is, that's a good thing, you know? Have you heard the new recordings of them? Of them? Of them live. No. The vocals are really, really low in the mix. Like, I wonder if it's, it's definitely still bottom on some level. Oh, it would be. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a, it's a big deal. Yeah. But fair play to him. He's, you know, he's gone giving it socks and he's yeah, gone again. Yeah. and You know, which is, so, Um, the name of the band, Strangers With Guns, where did that come from? It was like, um, do you ever hear songs and you can't make out what the lyrics are? Mm-hmm. And then you like in your head, you remember the melody, so in your head you're just throwing out lyrics yeah. over yourself. Like as the Queens of the Sony song, um, was it? I think I lost my headache. Oh yeah, no, yeah. And uh, but I'd only heard it once or twice, and I was kind of playing in my head, and I heard the lyric like "Strangers with Guns," and I said, "Yeah, I fucking keep that down." Yeah, it's a cool name. Like yeah. yeah, and then I just went with that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and so like so the the guys you ha- the three years have always that's been always the lineup, is it? Yeah, although like if you look at our Facebook page, it'll say started in twenty fifteen and stuff like that. But that's just when I first recorded and through stuff. Yeah. Under that name. So this is the lineup, like. Yeah, this is the first. We only gigged for the first time uh, February last year. Lovely. How did that go? Terrible. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
Go on, go on. Oh, you know, it was just it was my first time ever being like kind of front person, whatever you call them, doing the vocals and all. And I just I just remember getting sick in the toilet and all before I went out. But it then, happens. Yeah, yeah. it's the tourist and fibers as well. Did you ever consider getting a frontman? Yeah, very often. Every couple I, of months I travel something now. Kind of really? Yeah. Even now, would just would you like a frontman? Yeah, because well, the lads are kind of good behind me and all but like so I was asked so, like I was asked by people I, I always like try message industry people and all that and I asked this uh, fellow who does Totally Irish who they actually played our songs twice I was like any like criticism or critiques he's like I dig the album but uh, the vocal thing gets a bit too samey or something like that and I was like oh. right because I'd love something like Henry Rollins to be doing it like who wouldn't yeah true but someone kind of more like aggressive who can do like more things and just that's why Ricky shouts in a lot of our songs because some yeah. diversity you like so if anyone wants to be in this band <laughs> as a frontman, yeah, I want someone kind of mad though. Like, I want a bit of presence because well, I kind of like just playing the guitar and like nodding my head away and stuff like that. And you always have to kind of go, oh shit, I need to say something now. Should ask Chris if he'll do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. He's a uh, he likes a bit of crack like that, you know. <laughs> so um, you said Henry Rollins there. I think we spoke about that before. Yeah, Henry Rollins yeah. would be one of my main influences. Like, yeah. In terms of stage presence and lyrical direction and the way he writes and that kind of stuff, um, Rollins Band are one of my favorite bands. Yeah, I love them. Yeah. The End of Silence brought me through so much shit when I was a kid. That's what I was listening to when I was like twelve. Yeah, you know, and that's heavy shit that album. Like, you know what I mean? But oh, you preferred Rollins Band to yeah, Black Flag so, and all yeah. that kind of shit. And sometimes people will give out you for saying that. Yeah. Oh, I love his guitar players. I don't know who they even Chris Haskett to, like, was the one off The End of Silence. End of Silence. And up right up until uh Get Some Go Again and he had he got they he they became a I think he got like a band called Mother Superior. Oh, okay. And they became the Rollins band. Yeah, yeah. So but like Melvin Gibbs, the bass player, Sim Kane, the drummer, a fucking drummer. Yeah. I feel yeah. well, I think that last album we feel like it was a bit checked out or something like that because now you kind of well, was that the one nice nice uh, was that that one or uh, I think there might have been one after that that's one where he has a kind of funky single like yeah. love, love so something what's it called love so I remember love so one. deep or something yeah, yeah. Uh, he was re- he was kind of retiring at that stage yeah know? but it is to keep up that level of intensity he seems kind it's of have you ever seen him live yeah exactly like like if, have you seen him live like actually oh no no I've seen him like three times or something but it's a, it's amazing yeah, right so intense, yeah. so intense. But that's like, does say, it's like a slap in the face, like you know, and that's what got me wanting to do my thing. Yeah. And I mean, excuse me, I could, like, I kind of, I know, I don't fully know how to play bass, but I kind of know how to play bass. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so sometimes I'm thinking I'd love to have a, a, an instrument, but then when I think about how how I perform, and I'm like, no, actually, I'd like, because. I'm not exactly a mad front man, you know what I mean? But I, I, know, I have a little thing I do and that's it, like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I think it's a better visual as well. Oh, I think so, yeah. But, like, you can get away with so much more when you have a guitar. Oh, yeah, you don't have to work as much. I was actually talking to uh, Nick Poirot, he was the ex-Republic of fella, and he was saying, because he's doing his own stuff, like, he's kind of gone out of shape and all that, and he's always kind of, like, he says you can just hide behind the guitar, like, and that. Yeah. It's like, when you're doing filming, you have to be jumping around and all this kind of shit. You like, have to. Yeah. That's the thing. Um. So, who else would be your influences, like, you know? Um, 
Negative out of the biggest one, to be honest with you. Really? Yes. Yeah. I know you can't, you can't do you that. You can't do But that's, that's okay, like, you yeah. know. And then, um, I spent about three years as well listening to, like, nothing except for... I'd leave, I'd leave out Pearl Jam. I'd have, like, Alison Chains, uh, Stone Denver Pilots, and Soundgarden. But I can... Yeah, three of them, pretty much. Sadly. Yeah, I feel like I was, like, the amount of Alison Chains. I can't even listen to them anymore. I listen to them so much. Really? <laughs> So now when you have something on just day and night and then like a couple yeah. of years later like oh, I just, I've listened too much to that. Like, I love them so I love them so much. I, and then there's nothing against William Duval, but I just I don't know I would have preferred if they came back as a three piece. Yeah. Which would have worked for me because Cantrell's voice is just yeah. as good as Duval's. I like a solo albums as well. I love uh, Boggy Depot and so what's the other one? Oh, um, uh, one has Anger Rise and all that. That's the one. one? <laughs> that's the br- that's brilliant yeah, degradation yeah. trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it's amazing. Yeah. I think they would have been Alison Towns albums if it wasn't for like poor old Lane. Yeah. So it was tragic. It really like when you think about it. Yeah. It's horrible to think about it. So uh, you then decided to get your uh, album together. Tell me where you recorded. Uh, I think uh, where every single metal band nearly has recorded at some stage. Let me guess. <laughs> have I had this man on my? podcast i believe so let me guess was that track mix <laughs> was indeed shout out to mick how are you my shout man out, mick. when was the, when did you, and so tell me the recording process how did that go uh well it was stretched out over like four years because there's the four songs that recorded in 2015 and um, they just re them when we are doing the new stuff like, he loves reamping. yeah but he gets a lot of work out he does that. great shit with that yeah yeah and um then I did some in 2013, and then we actually went in as a band. He said he dug us more as a band, and then we were only written 10 days ago, as so well. Oh, yeah? We were recording four new songs. Oh, is this for an EP, or? I don't know, because I think, um, like, uh, Ahasho is kind of, he's into, like, the hip-hop scene in Ireland and all that, and he's very much fuck albums. The EP is, like, he's like, I listened to an EP, if I seen an album, I'd be like, fuck that. And I was yeah. like, oh, I think I'm kind of old-fashioned, though. Yeah, I would be as well, Paul. We're at a stage now, two tales of woe, uh, where we're probably going to record. We're going to record. We're recording again in April. Yeah. Um. And we're not sure how many songs we're going to do, but it's not going to be an album. Yeah. You know, so we may not even release it. Um. On a on a like uh, in hard, a CD. Yeah. yeah hard yeah, copies. Yeah. It might just be digitally. I was thinking that myself actually. Yeah. It's It just seems to be the the best way. Yeah. You know, but your look anyway. See, so you you did the album. Um, how long would your EP though because your songs are quite like a lot longer than mine mine are very fucking three minutes three and a half it's a different type of music you know what I mean, like, yeah, you know, yeah, I, mean sure. you're, I would see yours as more punky not, not that it's punk yeah, yeah, but yeah. in its approach yeah uh, sharp, short sharp shocks yeah uh, our, our, EP, our EP is I think it's nearly half an hour yeah we share albums well, that's 27, I'm fair. It's like, but your EP is longer than fucking Rain and Blood. <laughs> that's not hard. 28 <laughs> minutes long, come on. You know? <laughs> I think, actually, I just, the, the Choice Awards, I don't know if you follow random popular shit as well, but okay. there's I actually, know, um, what that is. there's a, a time that's given for something to have, to have a classified as an album. I think it's like 27 minutes. Otherwise, it's not considered like an album by the industry standards or something well, like that. Yeah. What an album. <laughs> Tell me you like Slayer. Yeah, it looks so, yeah. That's okay, yeah. <laughs> well, I would have cut this short if you had said that. No, I wouldn't only miss. So, um the, the name Degenerate Art. It's a, I think it's a cool album by the way. Ah, cheers, yeah. Um I work in the I shouldn't say where I work. 
my you walk somewhere where <laughs> that's in rela- in relation to the name of the album we'll say yeah anyway <laughs> there was a an exhibition where um emmy Naldo, he was a german painter but uh the nazis viewed his art as the general art and so they put on an exhibition basically telling people look at how shit this is like so right. people just basically mock at him and a lot of other people and uh, I just kind of dug it. I dug it. I dig his art. Like the album cover is just one of his paintings. Is he still alive? Or no, no, no. Like he was when did he die in the forties, fifties, maybe. So is is it kind of public domain now? Or yeah, you, I was thinking you, that you just have to. Um, I think you just have to credit them, don't you? Yeah, I think once something's over hundred years old. Yeah, because I was looking at uh, going for you know Bekskinski, one of his things. I don't know the name. I'll show you some of his stuff when we get off this, but it's some epic shit. Yeah, and uh, his he's dead now a good few years but his his collection uh, basically his estate is in some Czech Republican um, museum oh, right. <laughs> so I contacted them and they were like yeah you just have to pay like say 200 euros or whatever and just credit him yeah yeah and it's there oh, you know nice, so like yeah. I think there's a band called Bellwitch who've actually used one of his one of his uh, images some deadly stuff yeah yeah. Are you big into album art and stuff like that? In in what sense, like? For like, I I'm literally just like fuck everything with the music. So I was like, maybe I'll just get like draw a few stick figures and then I'm like, right, that's yeah, the new album, like, rather you. than pay something. No, well, well, do you know what? Look, look, that if you saw our last EP cover, I don't know if you saw. Yeah, it. yeah, I did. Yeah, that's Ross, my guitarist. Okay, that's in, in a good. forest. Okay, with a with a with a bed sheet over his head, basically. That's essentially what it is. Uh, I don't tend to relate the cover to necessarily the songs. There's never really a theme yeah. going through my song, my, a collection of my songs. Um, but like the first album we have, A Conversation With Death, that's a Gustav Dore okay. um, image. And only, t- like I think two years after we brought it out, there was another band who had the exact same cover. But they had theirs in orange. It was weird looking. <laughs> yeah. But um, ah, I mean, if, I mean, if you're gonna be doing a physical release, yeah, it's, I suppose it's nice to make. I like people. The way I I roll with my music is if if someone feels they're getting a good value, yeah, of course, yeah, they're gonna really like will part with their money, um, and like that does you don't have to overload them with lyrics and photos and just something good, nice, striking at the at the front. Who do you use to actually do your CDs? I can't remember. Ross, Ross, uh, oh, really? Ross, my guitarist, uh, got them done up north. We do a lot of our stuff up north. Our t-shirts are up done up north. Um, as I said, the the CD duplication was done up north. Oh, oh yeah, I think that's the site we use. It's called like CD duplication or something. Yeah, like that. Could like, be. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I actually meant to bring you one of our albums because we got a lot of misprints. Oh right. So you want to so, give me one of the seconds, will you? It says like strangers with gongs. Oh okay. G U N G S, and uh, but it's only because cars only five minutes away. But yeah, I got lost on the way here. If anyone's wondering, yeah. <laughs> well, you're still on time. It's okay. So um, you released it in August, was it? Yeah, thirtieth of August. How did that go? It went pretty good. Um, I was meant to go to that, wasn't I? I think I think it was working or something. Ah, uh, we did. T- yeah, it was kind of um, we got seventy five, which is probably decent enough because I I know um, your mum was trying to. Campbell, on Campbell, he's not gonna hear this. But uh, he's constantly messing us and saying, "I'll get on the other bands, get them to promote it." And I was like, "That was like, but it's there." Where was it on? It's on Instagram Social. 
and uh, so I was so it was a Friday of electric picnic starting as well, and I remember Lugosi had a gig for free, and I think it was for free in February that night as well, and I was kind of like bollocks because we're a lot of the same people. Yeah, yeah. So I actually asked him. There's a few promoters groups on Facebook. I got Eddie to add us into one just in, just so we don't double book again. But um yeah, it went well and um, we were there with Easy Tide and Brand New Dead things are two really good bands. And uh yeah, I was happy enough, seventy five people. Well, we weren't great live that night though. Grand social, that's not bad. No, and yeah. You kinda of use that to try and book gigs, so yeah, we did our thing here and you give the ticket numbers and all this shit like your mum was trying to get us to cancel it. That was like, oh, it looks empty unless there's under over a hundred at least. I was like, no, it doesn't. Well, looks grand. Would you consider a different venue next time? Um, I uh, the, uh, the other two are kind of against ever doing the fucking album launch or launch or just like that. Really? Yeah. So maybe depends how long we take or if we get any bigger or something. But well, you know, like have you played Fibers? Yeah, a lot of the times we use that as like a free rehearsal. You're talking about downstairs, though, are you? Oh no no never downstairs. Good. Well, yeah, was there, I've never even been there. Downstairs, I used to DJ down there. Oh, but uh, actually, the 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 last time we played down there actually was the last gig we played, and was with um, Marson was the the sound guy, and he's brilliant. Yeah. And he's really and we we were actually surprised how good it sounded because the first time we played down there was shit. Is he gonna be doing John Cloud's thing upstairs now? No. no. Um, I know who's taking over from John Clark. That's top secret. Well, I'm not telling you on this. <laughs> okay, right, right. I don't know if it's top secret or not, but I'm not going to be the one that <laughs> yeah, gets in yeah, trouble yeah, over yeah. it, like you know. But um, yeah, I mean, just like man, there's there's lots of places to play, you know. Yeah, I've never played there. Well, uh, we have played there actually. It was a fucking Crystal Skull sessions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you get the right the right bands on, people yeah. will go to these gigs. Like and I mean, like we played Shinay with I own a dead cult and. Grey Stag was ham. It was hopping. Yeah. It's not even a big place. No, nah, that's. But it was hopping. Yeah, yeah. Like it, like I mean, that's what some, you want. It's the yeah. atmosphere. Like See, that, a three like, piece yeah. would sit fit on the stage. Great. We had two. Me and Ross had to go down into the crowd. Like so, it was yeah, just. Yeah. It was it was cool. It was in their face. Like you know. Yeah. I mean? That's always a good. There's always a um, good live show. So. And. Again, and I'll talk to you about this off off later on. Both Fibbers and, um, Shinai Pei. Okay. Oh. Oh, well, you, you made money on the Grand Social. Like, you have to book it all right, but then mm. uh, if you, you charge in and we share money to the other band as well. So yeah. It worked out financially anyway. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah. Anyway, Jesus, this is, just, this is great just having an old chat, isn't it? <laughs> this is actually great. I'm enjoying this. Um. So, yeah. Tell me about some of your lyrical inspirations. I kind of like the... Generally, Compared to metal, grunge is very like a lot of it is nonsense, kind of especially yeah. like uh, oh, and you're saying metal isn't uh, well, like, yeah, it is, but it's, there's always kind of like teams. Like, there's I suppose who do I listen to? Like, I suppose the metal, I can only listen to like Mega yeah, Testament, uh, like Exodus. I don't really listen to like I tried to get into Overkill and all that, but like, I can't get past the three or four bands I really like, like Slayer as well, but um. Yeah, lyrically, I just kind of, like, even my pat and stuff, like, a lot of nonsense and stuff, mm. basically, yeah. I just kind of talk shit, because I don't really care. <laughs> I like to really like the Bullhouse surface as well, and they've a lot of, like, absolute nonsense. Yeah. I, like I was saying to you before, I, I, hear, I hear loads of different things in your music. I hear, I was only saying to you, I hear therapy in mm. one of your songs. I hear um, even some kind of Henry Rollins-esque helmet. 
as well. Um, it's a great little mix of kind of everything. I really, so. I know stuff's a lot longer in Doom. Yeah, actually, to be honest, so I look forward to release that. I look forward to hearing some of that actually. Mm. When you say the word <laughs> Doom, I'm like, oh, the ears prick up, you know? Yeah, what I mean? yeah. But I think it's actually because I kind of wrote that with the stuff that I want, like maybe to get into radio and shit like that. Because it's like I hate working. Like I think everybody hates working. <laughs> working like yeah. So um, I was like, oh, hopefully if I like. Like they, they, they did get played like Dan Hegarty's show put them on and stuff like that but um, nothing really happened like after the album I was just like right, what next and it's just nothing it's just back to square one basically it's so hard you and have so... to you have to basically look you're going to either do this one of two ways you're going to either do it as a job yeah. or you're going to do it as a hobby yeah. <laughs> me personally I do it as a hobby a labour of love that I absolutely adore Um, you need to leave your job you need to, it's it's that hard yeah, now we've gone to all the Irish Music Week and all that, and your mum was saying, if you get offered something, she's on it, like, there's now, oh, I'd have to check a work, so you just have to go. Yeah. Otherwise, they just move on without you to the next thing or something. I'll give you, I'll give you a story. Just uh, We were meant to um, play a gig for a promotion. Uh, I don't want to say the name. Uh, we were asked to play a gig for them for to cover a specific uh, particular band in the academy this was years ago and um we were got the phone call when we were in the airport waiting to go on our french tour <laughs> and they expected us to come home and play this fucking gig like it was only a support band yeah yeah and we were like well we've paid you know for yeah, our flight yeah, yeah. and accommodation and we're not like they won't touch us now since that fucking and that was over 10 years ago jesus and i'm still trying to not necessarily Beg, but I'm still trying to get in the good books with them. Oh, uh, I beg, places. <laughs> we yeah. leak everyone's ears. <laughs> no, never do it. Never have. I don't think. I'm sure someone will correct me if we have. Well, I don't think I have, and I never would. Never intentionally do it, you know. But that's just me. <laughs> or like uh, going up there, album lunch. I like in my job, you don't really have to do anything, right? Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't say that, but uh, so I was like, if I'm ever going to get sacked, to be now because I was constantly just emails on the phone and all that and all the PR work and stuff, and it just didn't turn it. Like we got a couple of reviews maybe, but it turned into nothing. Like it's uh, like I said, it's so hard. Like you know, it's... You, you figure it out gradually, like who with your contact and all that. But yeah, there's a lot of no responses and all that kind of shit. Yeah, it? and it, and it happens everywhere. I meant to ask you, actually. Uh, I heard you talking on one of your podcasts about boyons. Yeah, someone else did that. Uh, there could be a tour package. Yeah. How would you hear about it? Um, you could just Google it, man. And, that's, oh, really? and, and it's that it's not something like industry secret or anything. It's, oh yeah, yeah. You pay, let's just say five or six grand. Yeah. And you'd hop onto this tour with let's just I don't know, just to say uh, crowbar and overkill. We just yeah, yeah. So, there there's different types of ones. They they might cover your meals, or your they might cover your uh, accommodation that money yeah, that yeah. boy on yeah right. but you might have to pay for your tra- uh, your travel maybe do you know what I mean yeah so I personally again that's the kind of thing you'd have to be doing if you were serious yeah, like, as yeah, in guess, not working yeah. no kids no bills no nothing yeah nah, and so like <laughs> I would never I me personally just as a, as a principal I'd never buy onto a tour yeah Um, I would try and get onto a tour alright but not have to pay onto it yeah. I'd pay me. I'd rather pay me on way, than, you know, and that that works out to the same kind of thing, but it's like buying on, to, and it's just, again, it's just my opinion. Buying on to me is like, well, you're not really earning that. Yeah, no. You're yeah, buying something. 
And then did you even sell your own merch with that stuff and all? Like, would you, you would do, yeah, but like, I don't know if they would take a cut of it. Yeah, and I, I heard of someone who went on the. There's an Irish music industry podcast, and there was a band that went on tour with the Prodigy. And they're saying no fault of the Prodigy, but they had to sell their shorts at the exact same price as the Prodigy. A lot of the big bands, wonder yeah. if sell them. Like, a lot of the big bands do that. Yeah. Which I think is a disgrace because then it re- yeah like that like you know if if I was asked to do that I just wouldn't sell my shorts because yeah I make a point of selling mine for a relatively low price that people will go like I was saying to you about the CDs whatever that's a good value yeah yeah like you know um we played with uh Lordy no yeah a long time ago in the, in the okay. factory it was actually still called the music center and we ended up out selling them. March was <laughs> because our stuff was cheaper yeah yeah you know and people it was a lot there was a lot of kids at that gig and a lot of kids it was their first time hearing us and they all just they i think we sold out of t-shirts you know yeah, so yeah. again it's all about taking chances and taking risks and you know because it's like you don't forget it's your money involved like you uh, know? of course yeah we've thrown far too much at it already <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so you're kind of lyrical and Stuff is just nonsense, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, pretty much. Like, Monkey King is about someone living in the south of France and a drunken monkey showing up at their house. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah, so that's just random shit. I suppose, like, the problem is you is close to being a serious mm. song, but most of it is, like, same as a real uh, Henry Rollins-esque sort of thing that I went to try as well. That was one of the first songs I wrote, though. But now, cool. yeah. Well, you've got a song called Wars. Yeah. That's a cool song. I like that song. And you did a video for that, didn't you? Yeah, one of my friends just did it for free because it's like, we just, I don't want to be found like, we message people to see what they charge for a video and all that. I was actually talking to Chris George about maybe him doing a video. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I was messaging places and it'd be like 1500 quid and stuff. I'm like, oh, fuck that. Like, it's very expensive. But like, again, like these people, it's their profession, you know, and yeah. it is expensive. And if you can, and then I think if, you ever, if we ever get to a stage where we can afford it, we do it, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if it started making sense, I think, because I've gone to a lot of the industry shit, and they basically just say uh, the most important thing is just selling tickets. They said then everything else will come, but if you can't sell tickets, then fuck putting money into anything else. I don't know. I think uh, me and you need to have a little chat after this. <laughs> I, have a little, I think I need to take you under my wing. <laughs> I really do. Um. So, Tammy, so have, you, have you played any kind of cool gigs or any interesting gigs? Uh, we played on a lot of punk bills. They seem to have kind of embraced us, but I think I think the lads probably have connections from their last bands. But uh, we had a few. We had a fun one out in like Tony Gall. I actually think our last one, Fibbers, was our best one because uh, I don't know what's his name. What we call him, Johnny Outstreet was just oh, kind yeah. of, he was kind of locked for it and like that. And it was just it's just a good feeling that night and all. Mm. We just really didn't care. It's just one of those good gigs, like yeah. You're just talking shit, and I think the smoke machine broke for a while. I, I'm always telling John Claude like more smoke, more smoke. Green. And it was just the whole place looked like it was about to go up. And so, so that was kind of cool. Like, cool. You got what you kind of got what you wanted there, yeah. We've had a few stinkers though. I remember hearing them. Um, some of them saying like no band is good until they've had at least fifty gigs or something like that. Uh-huh. There's probably a bit of truth to that as well. Well, I don't know. Do you know something? I don't know about you, but I don't even think about that shit. Yeah. I mean, for we play our music for ourselves first and foremost. Yeah, yeah. And then if anyone else likes it, it's a bonus. And then it grows from there. And more people will like it and whatever. Or dislike it, whatever, you know. But going into it, just not even thinking about shit. Like, that's the way I've always done it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, any of my bands, I don't care. 
I really don't care if people like it or dislike it. Once I like it and my band members like it, because if you're playing something you don't like, oh, of course, yeah. What's the point in playing music? You know. I always find I kind of need because I kind of organize everything and I go talk to the sound engineer and all this shit. But if you don't have to do any of that, if the gig's always much better because you're not yeah. like you don't have to be switched on and being oh you're okay what's going on here and all this kind of stuff. That's me and my band as well. I do like, more or less everything. Yeah. Yeah. No. Same. <laughs> so it's it can, it can be stressful and I get that. Um, have you done your common gigs? Yeah, uh, Clang is our next one. I know, sorry, we're playing the Grand Social on Monday for some competition, but that's just a free practice. <laughs> what's that one? What's the competition? Do you remember? Yeah, uh, it's an Anselm festival, but like, we're not. Just sometimes we play gigs and we don't advertise them because we're just like, we'll just use it as a free practice because we all work different hours and shit like that. Yeah. So we just basically practice live. <laughs> oh, that's smarter than we do. We don't even get to practice really yeah, anymore. Yeah. Uh, once or twice, once or twice a month if we're lucky. So then you've, yeah, you've Clang. What do you think of this Clang? Uh, I was stoked initially but then straight away we started seeing all the like naysayers saying oh I wonder if this is going to be blah 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 fuck them that's what yeah. I say no, because sure, yeah. as I say like Irish metal and rock and whatever it, it's a small enough yeah, um, community and if someone whether they succeed or not is trying to make something better for us yeah, no, we, should, we yeah. should embrace it Yeah. so that's why I'm play, like two thousand well, we're playing Clang. Yeah. And I think if we had been asked to play Iron Mountain we probably would have played it as well. Because I want to see these things succeed. Because yeah. we need more opportunities for our own bands. You know, and it's great that we have Candlemas and Coroner and all this. But our bands are just as good as the, you know, they really are. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So anyone who's uh, negative I'd, if I was going to be negative I'd wait until they those fail oh yeah and then at the end of it say fuck and then say well you tried it but like at least these people are trying yeah that's what you need you know that's why I respect Phil from Orin Mountain for trying yeah and I also respect Rob from Clang because like I say they don't have to do this they want to do it because they're trying to, they're trying to make things better well that's what I think I, I mean I I could probably be lambasted by most of the metal community, but... I feel quite lucky to get clanged, because I feel like it's just because half the industry or half the bands are that Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, fuck it, maybe that's why we got picked, but fuck it, take a look. Oh, yeah, Iron Man, yeah, but look, that's... Do you know what? That's going to be a class... That's a class lineup. I know, it definitely is, yeah. some of the amazing bands at that. But then again, you have some amazing bands that clang as well, so... Yeah. Um, I really hope it works out, you know? Fascinated to see the the way it's set up as well with the stalls and all that I'm kind of shit. I'm dying to see how that's got to work. <laughs> but sure, look, we'll see what happens. Tell me this. Um, May second, throwing your Oh yeah, May second <laughs> in the National Stadium around the corner from me, in Kings Court. Come round for tea and biscuits after after <laughs> we play. Um, and I'm, I'm sure we look after you. <laughs> so um, throw me out some of your favourite Irish bands. Uh, they don't have to be metal like. no oh, it'll be all I asked the lads this because I, I know this is a question you do ask uh, I'll give Lugosi a show even though uh, they didn't mention us on the other one oh. <laughs> oh. but uh, yeah no I, I, I'm a big fan of their album and uh, we, we've, I actually got them we played with them at Whelan's before oh. and uh, I'm kind of jealous of them because they're really tight and they're like a real you can see the real um, harmony they're in and all mm. that and they're quite good live and they do bring a show like so Dig them. Dig the cow hanger, lads. From where else are they? <laughs> <laughs> you are getting too much airtime on my show, lads. You really are. 
Det var altså uh, Brand New Dead ting, så... Hvor er det, Henrik? Det er Quake. Det kan ikke sende så meget, like, what's the Quake Pungy, but the singer is fucking unreal. Yeah. Like, he's got, like, he does a lot of those Cornell kind of screams oh, in the yeah. songs. Yeah, yeah. Um, Easy Toy, they're kind of, like, a heavier sort of indie band. They're quite good. Who else do we really dig? I really like Boy Curious, you know them? I've heard the name. Yeah, I really, I think, I think they're probably the best band going at the moment, which is hard to do if you're just instrumentals to keep people's attention. Yeah. I think your instrumental actually, the start of, uh, which one was that? What's it called? Oh, uh, the start of the EP. What did I call it? Fuck. <laughs> yeah, the intro, yeah, well, I can't remember what I called it. Yeah. So, uh, oh, God, can you believe that? He's just shushing it on me. And you think I'd know, wouldn't you? My own fucking thing, like, you know. Um, it's we always I think we always work on it I'm not sure do you start the sets with that? no no we, we, uh, we, every t- but you know what's funny we went to play a gig in Belfast uh, last year when we had just released it it was actually the, the, the Belfast launch of it yeah yeah and um, I brought the, C- uh, the CD in and I said can you throw that on for the intro well we brought it on actually as a in a, like a copied CD, you know? Yeah, yeah. And um, he's like, no, I don't have CD player. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, you should have brought it in on a... A H, whatever. Uh, yeah, like SD a memory card. stick. Porging yeah. of Sinners is the name of the thing. Oh, okay. Right. Um, I, couldn't, I can't believe I couldn't think of that there. But yeah, no, that's okay. You know, I think we're going to probably do more of that kind of stuff as well. Like, you know, intros. And we even used, as you know, synthesizers on one of the yeah. songs. And it's interesting. I really got Michael to kind of do that as well because he was always happy to mess around and we were working on a new thing and I was like remember last time I was here you were trying to show like keyboard shit and all my songs I was like well they were here <laughs> Daddy. yeah yeah so it sounds kind of cool it's a real like I don't know what you call it it sounds like a chorus or like uh, oh yeah like yeah that, like, that kind of stuff choral choral almost isn't it yeah 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 something like that deadly so um, anyone else that you like or who else as well as I mentioned the other lads band Spaz Attack they have a few good songs. Yeah, I've, again, I've heard of them, yeah. No, ma. That's a classic. <laughs> <laughs> no, ma. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, they're like, that's just, they're kind of punk, punk, like, yeah. proper punk. Um, who else did they text me? I don't know. <laughs> did I check my phone? Is there that professional? Who did they tell me to mention? Uh, two Tales of All. Nah, two tales of yeah. <laughs> I heard your man in Crookin saying like uh, he does a lot of festivals and he's like you are the standard of that. And I was listening to your stuff and I was sending it to a friend of mine. Who said that, that to you? Your man in Crookin said it on your thing, didn't you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I was listening to your stuff. I was like, definitely like. Thanks, man. <laughs> no, <laughs> that means a lot. I wouldn't insincerely say I'd try no. and dance around it for his life. <laughs> <laughs> I like that song with the yoke. That's good, isn't it? That one, yeah. Oh, the nails, because Eddie gives us lots of gigs. I've never actually heard them. <laughs> he, does, he has his own podcast as well, hasn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah. He, uh, what's that called? Uh, Nail Boy Mouth or Nail something. Nail Boy Mouth, yeah, yeah. That's really interesting, actually. He's, he had Chris George on that. His life story was quite interesting, actually. Did you hear that? Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I keep that. meaning to listen to more of it. Sorry, Eddie, if you're listening. Yeah. Well, that's the only one I found. Oh, Bullpoints. Shout out to Bullpoints. Bull point, oh, Vulpoins, yeah. Yeah, that's the one. They're doing well for themselves, aren't they? They're doing really well. I think, um, do you know that fellow John who works for MCD? I think he manages them. But John Foley. Is that his name? Mm. Yeah. Toxic John. Yeah, yeah, I think that's him. I think he, he manages them. So they're getting a lot of like festival slots and all that kind of stuff. They're playing Sunstroke, aren't they? Yeah, they are, yeah. yeah. A bit Falcon are quite good as well. They're playing that. Yeah. 
It'd be nice to play that, wouldn't it? Some that would show. be amazing. Yeah. Are you trying to get on that? I tried. Oh, really? It didn't happen. <laughs> didn't happen. Apparently, it was, that was all cut and dried before it was even announced. Ah, yeah. So, so. I was shocked to hear that when that festival was announced. What, 30 years was the last one? 30 years ago? But isn't it great? Yeah. Again, like, yeah. there'll be some amount of rock and metal gigs going on this year. Yeah. You know? Um, tell me some of your favourite albums. And they don't have to be in order. Um, do I have a go-to? Well, like, Dirt is a classic, Alice mm. in Um I don't think my favourite Megadon, because I go up and down on them, which... I Definitely not got really. one piece else with his butt. <laughs> no, rest in peace. Yeah, I know that's the obvious one. I think I listened to death to that, though. I really think you know the abomination. I can't... What's my favourite? I'm fighting on Mars, fucking uh, Angel Dust, maybe. Yeah. Um, do I have a single favourite album? What's in my car at the moment? Oh, I suppose everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, that's the best one to listen to then. Listen to that uh, Acid Bath album quite a lot at the moment. Which one? When the Quite String, Quite String pops. pops? Yeah, I'm quite digging that at the moment. But it's... Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know if I've got to album. Yeah. You? Well, yeah, well, I said it in my last podcast, oh, the lads yeah. that uh, Kate Bush, the kick and soul. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's... Uh, Again, some music gets me through days. Yeah, yeah. Um, Alice Cooper, Welcome to My Nightmare is another one I love. Um, Crowbar, Crowbar, uh, Slayer, South of Heaven, Slayer, Seasons in the Abyss. You know, there's loads. There yeah, is Seasons loads. Seasons favorite Slayer album, really. Such an album. That's, to me, that's their most complete sounding album. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, uh, yeah, so there's some good stuff. I probably actually think uh, maybe Super on that one would probably be my favourite if I think of it. That's a great album. Yeah. Fourth of July. Yeah. Oh. All of it, like, yeah. It's a, such a good album, like, and, and they weren't afraid to get heavy on that one, should they weren't? No, they fucking weren't. Jesus, that's what I was listening to that one I was on you. Like. What's the song? Wrecking Ball? That's a great Limorek. song. Limorek. Limorek, yeah. <laughs> what a song. Yeah, I've that, listened to it in a while, but every time you go back to it, I'm like, uh, fuck me, it's good. That album. and Fourth of July are my favourite songs on that album. Yeah, it's a banger. So, um, I, I have something here, I'm saying, what's with the hula address? <laughs> what's, and if they, explain what that is, if anyone's never seen you. To uh, yeah, I guess we wear the fucking hula skirts and necklace thing when we play. I think it's just to try and differentiate ourselves. Because like, mm. otherwise, like a lot of times... I've seen people in favours and you look at the stage and like, I oh, look, there's a couple of cunts just like everyone else. And I was like, I think you get a second look if you're wearing a hula skirt or they'll remember you the second time you come back. Like, they'll be like, oh, this fella. Yeah. <laughs> Some okay. shit like that. Look. Ah, it's a kill. Cool, like, it's a kill. Cool, like, I'm trying to get Ricky to do something weird. Try and Oh, sorry. Yeah, I mean, uh, Johnny Outstreet. Johnny Outstreet. <laughs> come on, Johnny Outstreet. Just do something weird, will you? It'd be yeah. brilliant. <laughs> but I'd love to go more in that direction like I, I love the Bullhouse servers actually I probably should have mentioned their album uh, well there you go you did but yeah but like their live shows are absolutely insane they'd have um, they'd have someone dancing naked oh I've seen that actually yeah 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 and then they'd have like serious strobe lights and all that but it would probably give people headaches and stuff right, but sure <laughs> why don't you get like someone dancing naked on stage well if you're interested <laughs> I might be but like your crowd might not <laughs> Oh, we actually bought like a fucking uh, smoke machine and straw plates and shit like that. But I played it for two seconds. It's just like, I was like, I've a headache already. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that'd be something to experiment with. You sound like um, you're not afraid to try new things, which is a good thing. No, even like, um, wait, do you know what you're going to do when you go on stage? So, no. No. 
Yeah, no, I never have any idea, and I always wonder if other bands have any. Kind of See that thing? If if you if you start thinking about shit like that, yeah, then it doesn't come across as organic. Yeah, true. Yeah. If you have to coordinate moves, then it's it's not real. Again, just my opinion and just no, how I roll. I hate, you know? I hate like I just having a good time all this shit like that. Like yeah, and you know this crap motherfuckers. Come on, motherfuckers! I hate that. Is that Rob Flynn's fault? Is he the guy for that? Know, loads of metal bands do. Yeah, that's know. pretty bad for that as well, isn't he? <laughs> yes. Uh, he's not as bad now as he used to be, but yeah, I agree with you. So look, it's been a great uh, old chat. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. It's nice. It's been cool to like, get down and tell me um, where all your stuff's available and all that kind of shit. Uh, everywhere. I think it's even on Apple Music, even though I don't have Apple Music. Yeah. I don't know what distributor use your CD baby and then I just oh, take everything kid, but... I think everyone's here isn't I should probably get on that yeah so you're on Spotify and you're on yeah um, you're on Bandcamp yeah yeah everything do you have any t-shirts around available or any merch around like that see I've got the t-shirts made in England right mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they cost more than I thought they would they have ever like 30 and quit a short and I was like so what the fuck am I going to sell this for so now I just wear them to the gym. <laughs> You've a big bunch of shorts, have you? Yeah, about 30 just strangers with gun shirts and I just wear them myself. <laughs> oh, we definitely have to have a chat with you I after said, this. I sent one to some fella in Carfart album, Tommy, I can't pronounce the second name, and because he was the first person I ever bought one of our albums, so like, I threw the short in and said, no, something. Fair play. So yeah, keep it sound. Well, look, let's go and have a bit of a chat about uh, how to Career options. market your band. <laughs> Or being um, in Mexico, don't forget that. Oh, well, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. So you need to try and get up there. <laughs> Listen, Jeff, it's been cool uh, to have a, a nice, cool chat with you. No, I appreciate it, man. And um, I'm sure, like, yeah, we'll be playing together soon. So. Oh, yeah, that'd be dead, yeah. You know, but we'll, uh, anyone wanting to check them out, check them out. You're on YouTube as well, aren't you? Yeah. You're everywhere, everywhere, so. Everywhere. But definitely check out the album, um, Degenerate Art. That's the one, yeah. And uh, have you any idea when you're bringing out your new stuff? Um, if we do an EP, it's already recorded. If you do an album, then hopefully later this year. Cool. But I know uh, Mick Richards is booked up for ages as well. <laughs> mm, he's a busy, busy man. Very busy. Yeah. Well, keep an eye out for The Strangers of Guns new stuff and check out Degenerate Art, okay? Nice and appreciate We're going to close with another one of your songs. Uh, what was the one? Saying, I think it was. Yeah, I think it is. I think that's the one. All right, so I'll talk to you again. And thanks for, if you've survived this long with us, thank you very much, and we will talk to you soon. Adios.